Hey, good morning, everybody. Pastor Doug here. It's my pleasure to be uh, preaching this morning. Before we get rolling with the sermon, just wanted to say again, special welcome to our guests, to our first-time visitors. Man, we're glad you are worshiping with us. It really means a lot to us. If you would, though, grab your cell phone, grab your smartphone, whatever we call them these days, check in. You can do it uh, through the TMUMC app. It helps us uh, in these crazy COVID days to try to build a relationship with you. So last week, Pastor Daniel kicked off the beginning of our worship series that we're calling New. New, new you, new me, new year. Uh, although I got to say, um, man, it already feels like this year is like uh, a couple months old, doesn't it? But if you were in worship last week or maybe uh, you're just now tuning in today, uh, I want you to start thinking about what does that mean to you? Uh, what does new look like and what are you willing to to tackle. We're going to explore the whole concept this morning of to uh, to move forward with new. There's something we got to move out of the way or maybe a behavior we've got to stop or change. And I don't know about you, but I never get too excited about that. I know some people do. But um, I want you to think, and maybe you've already been thinking about this, who do you get input from in your uh, world about things you might want to change? As I was thinking about that, I came up with a couple of different voices that I know speak into my life. Um, man, my wife, uh, she's a uh, love of my life. She's my partner. Uh, maybe you have somebody like that in your life who uh, every now and then says, you know, maybe you could work on this a little bit. Uh, I have adult kids. They're more than happy to uh, make suggestions. I have doctors. Gosh, they're, they're more than happy to make suggestions. Uh, I have a great team of co-workers who I love a lot, but man, they're always happy to point out things I might need to change. And uh, gosh, did I mention Jesus? Yeah, I think there's some things Jesus has said, you know, Doug, you might want to work on that. So my question for you and me this morning is which one of those uh, voices carries the most weight in our life? Uh, partners, wife, kids, doctor, co-workers, Jesus. Well, your answer is your answer. Uh, and I don't know that we really have to say them out loud right now or not. Uh, but begin thinking about that and begin thinking about the, the scope of change that I'm talking about is not just, hey, honey, what color do you think we should paint the bathroom? It's uh, on the size of moving the hugest live oak, live oak tree you can imagine uh, that's right in your way. It's an impediment to being and growing into the person um, that you hope you will be. Change is hard. I get that. It is a great opportunity. There are invitations in Scripture. And one of those this morning uh, that I want to read to you is uh, First Corinthians, I mean, 2 Corinthians 5, verse uh, 17. And I want you to just to hear this and then contemplate whether or not this has uh, a message for your life this morning. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. Now, I don't really want to get into a big debate about uh, the exact meaning of that. Uh, 
And does that mean that happens instantaneously? The moment I say, Jesus, I want you in my life and I want to have a relationship with you? Or could it be that that is a, uh, gosh, like a starting line, a progression, something that says this new life uh, is a process? That's kind of where I'm leaning. Then let me read to you uh, our second verse for the morning. It's 2 Peter 1, 5 through 9. It goes like this. For this very reason, you must make every effort to support your faith with goodness and goodness with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with endurance, endurance with godliness and godliness with mutual affection and mutual affection with love. For if these things are yours and are increasing among you, they keep you from being ineffective and unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. That's a mouthful. You must make every effort to support your faith. I don't know about you, but I, I kind of feel like that's talking about growth and change. Right? And I also feel like um, it's pretty much a directive. It's not, hey, uh, you guys who are following me, if you're in the mood and you kind of feel like it and you have time, why don't you kind of try to do what you can to grow in your faith? I don't feel like it's, um, it's like that at all. I feel like the word is new life in Christ is for you and for me. New life in Christ comes with expectation that we will do all within our power to continue to grow. So what do you think? Are you up for it? Um, I think about my friends who join me every week in uh, 12-step recovery groups. And uh, the work that we do uh, is pretty challenging. And it's all about stopping a set of unhealthy behaviors and beginning new practices. And along the way of that journey, there's um, a thing called the 12 steps. And one of the steps I think uh, gives you and me an invitation on another way to think about this. It's step number four, it says, I made a searching and fearless moral inventory of myself. Think about that for just a minute. A searching and fearless moral inventory. Searching and fearless. I think for me, that speaks to the depth of what stopping an old behavior and starting a new behavior is all about. This kind of depth of change requires an intentionality to look deep into uh, our gut, our soul, the kind of change that we're talking about here, y'all, is not, uh, it's not that stuff, you know, hey, I'm going to quit eating ice cream before I go to bed. I'm going to quit, you know, biting my fingernails. I'm going to, you know, take the dog for a walk more often. It's not that kind of stuff. What we're talking about are things that are hardwired into uh, who I am and who you are and how we go about doing life and how we treat other people. It's hard stuff. Um, I have a feeling that you've thought about this before. And this idea of identifying that thing in you that needs uh, some work. This isn't a newsflash, is it? There are people who love you uh, who have mentioned this to you. There are people who love me who have mentioned um, my growth opportunities, shall we call them. Um, I invite you right now to just, gosh, sit in the moment of that truth and, and think about 
What is that thing that if you got it out of the way, you would continue to, to grow and grow deeper and, and flourish in your walk with Christ? You know, I'm all about the visual and, and what I see it as is this huge log across the path. And, um, you know, it's too big to go around, too tall to climb over. I got to begin doing the work to just get it, get it out of the way. So uh, if you would allow me, uh, I'm willing to share some of some of mine and I'm trying to narrow it down to just one this morning because uh, I got a bunch. You've got a bunch. Come on, let's be honest. Um, I'm pretty judgmental about other people. I hold people to this uh, really super high bar of expectation and uh, I expect more of them than I do of myself. And well, that's not realistic or fair or I, I don't think it really probably is even Christian. Um, as I've told you all before, I, I would be happy for everyone to acknowledge that I was the center of the universe. Or let me rephrase it. I am the center of the universe. And, you know, cars should get out of the way as I go down the highway. No one should be in front of me at the checkout lane. Uh, you know, just this silly kind of obsession with self stuff. Um, and then my last one, just that I'm willing to share this morning, not that I have exhausted the list, but it's pride. Man, I got, I got a lot of pride and I get puffed up in my pride and then my ego takes over and uh, it makes this process that I'm talking about pretty darn challenging. So I really have wrestled with what I'm saying to you. What, how does this apply to my life? Can you and I, um, can we agree that we'll tackle one thing? Just, just one thing. Um, here's what I know to be true from my experiences in recovery. Here's what I know to be true about anybody who's trying to change a big thing in their life. And um, I invite you to write these down or just listen really hard to them. Um, so let's say you've picked out that one thing. And for me this morning, I'll use the word pride as an example. It's important to say it out loud. It's important to, to name it. And if that means writing it in a journal, that means, uh, you know, it kind of sounds almost confessional, doesn't it? Yes, God, I am aware that I, uh, I allow pride to get in the way of how I live my life uh, in relationship to other people and to you. Um, the next step I think that's really important is to tell somebody. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't expect you all to do a sermon about it. But uh, find somebody, friend, neighbor, loved one, pastor, that you can have that moment with and say, gosh, Pastor Doug, I'm really struggling with pride. And um, it's a huge roadblock in my relationships with uh, my family and friends and with Christ. And um, when we do that, when we share that, that moment of identifying and then committing to stopping, what we're allowing to begin happening is a sense of accountability. Man, I don't know about you, but um, for the longest time, I wasn't a real big fan of accountability. I think we even see in our culture today that accountability is a hard, tough thing. When we do things or say things or take actions and it comes back to bite us, um, man, we're not, we're not a fan of that, are we? But if I say to you, Friend, I'm going to share this with you, and I want you every day or every week or whatever to say, how's that working out? What, what work have you done, Doug? What, what 
progress have you made? Well, that sense of account accountability really kind of spurs me on uh, to further growth. Uh, God knows, and um, perhaps along my path, God puts people in, in the way, so to speak, to help usher in that sense of accountability. Um, I'm not sure about that. And then lastly, gosh, y'all, um, ask for help. Isn't that hard, asking for help? Especially when it's a thing that we're like, well, it's really not that big a deal. Uh, well, it is a big deal. And it's a, it's a way of honoring somebody else to say, hey, brother, I need your help. There's this thing in my life. Uh, and we all have stuff. Come on, let's admit it. We all have stuff. Say it out loud with me. I got stuff. You got stuff. We all got stuff. Our world right now is racked with these kinds of things that are woven into the core of who we are that we have got to find, identify, and root out. What a great way to do that together. I am blessed that I get to do that uh, with a circle of friends every week in Renew. Um, we're committed to honesty and to vulnerability, and uh, those are really hard. But sometimes making the big stops in our life require big and hard work, don't they? We didn't get to where we are and who we are overnight. This is not a, you know, Dorothy, click your heels and it's all going to be better. But stopping, making a choice to say, I don't want to be that way anymore. I'm not going to be that way anymore. God, help me not be that way anymore. Well, that's the beginning. That's step one. And maybe for a week or two or three or a month, all you can do every morning is get out of bed and say, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to do that anymore. And then maybe the next step is to say, uh, hey, friends, call me out when I do that. Call me out when I act like a jerk. Call me out when I think the world rotates around me or should rotate around me. And slowly but surely, I promise you, you're going to begin to change. Like I said just a couple of minutes ago, you know, it's far easier to, to quit eating bluebell or quit chewing your fingernails or decide on what color to paint the bathroom. It's a whole different story to begin taking seriously our invitation to be new creations in Christ. It's an exciting thing. It's also a scary thing. But I hope you will join me and join the rest of the family here at Treach in making a commitment to be new a new creation in Christ Jesus. What do you say? Come join me. Let's pray. God, it is a hard, hard thing to stop doing the stuff that uh, gets in the way of my relationship with you and with others. For so long, I have used that as a, a part of identifying who I am and what I am and what I am about. And I need your help. Help me, God, to continue to do more than give lip service to what I want to stop, but to put my whole being into removing these behaviors from my life. I need your help, oh God. Amen. You guys are amazing. I don't know if you've heard, but we finished uh, 2020. Thank you, God. 2020 is over. Uh, financially in a really good place because you continued to give. You continued to support the mission and ministry of Treach. And for that, I say thank you. 
Uh, we've got some fun uh, new creative ways for you to continue giving however you choose to give. One of them is you can text to give and there on the slide are the numbers that you need to use to simply do that. You know, more and more folks are using more and more creative ways to share the resources that God has blessed them so that we can share those blessings with other people. But however you do it, man, thank you.